0: third shift presents the imposter's guide to gaming your quick fix for gaming news now here are your hosts eric and matt
1: what's up everybody welcome back to the first ig2g the new year this is episode what is it i don't don't know
0: i don't even know like 37 38
1: i don't even know i'm gonna (laughs) say this is episode 44 welcome to it i'm your host matt you heard him earlier with me as always my buddy eric We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff today. I got two games that are really visually interesting, but may not be greatest in the gameplay department. And Eric, I don't even know what he's talking about. I I think, I know one, I forgot. Oh yeah, dungeon crawling kind of stuff. Hacking and slashing and battling.
0: Hacking and slashing and battling, that's right.
1: So if you love all that stuff, stick around for IG2G, because we're going to get started. 3, 2, 1, go. Number 4.
0: First up today, everybody, we've got what Matt was talking about, the Dungeon Crawley Dark Adventure. What I'm talking about is Below. This game was developed by, I cannot pronounce this, Capybara Games. Capybara, that's yeah. that's right. Boom, got it done. See? Cow! Nailed it. Published by Capybara Games. Now, this one's a weird one, though, because it was originally published by Microsoft, but they wanted to take more time on the game, and hence, like, the big delay, because this game it was, like, talked about and previewed like a long long time ago and then they wanted to make sure it was actually finished so they took over the rights of it and just finished it themselves polished it up etc etc pretty neat kind of cool and apparently that actually helped the game because it is out as we speak and if you want to know the date december 14th but this is all in retrospect because you know what there ain't a lot of games coming up right now uh-huh. as you all should know <laughs> so this game has already been in the market for a while you probably maybe already know what it's about but if you don't and you're lost and you're waiting for me to tell you i will so you are a lonely adventurer on a remote island and you are going to go down into these catacombs and dungeons etc all the way down all the way down It is a roguelike game, a traditional old-school roguelike game, where you get items, collect things on the way, avoid traps, do all the things. But if you die, it's permadeath. You start all the way over with another lonely random adventurer. And then you make your way down the dungeon, collecting, collecting, as you go. There is a lantern, however, that you get in this game, which is... I don't want to say recyclable, whatever. You got to go reclaim it. So here's where the big stick comes in. So
1: instead of being is, like roguelike, it's like dark souls y kind of. You got to run back and get your lantern.
0: Yes. You got to run back to get the lantern. And from one of the reviews I heard, this could be very difficult because a lot of the areas become very dark mm-hmm. and there's bad guys who are attuned to the sh- darkness of shadows or whatever. So say you drop your lantern in that area. Now you have to go back without it, obviously, and traverse the darkness, traverse these baddies who are unseen, basically, to get the lantern. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, it's kind of brutal. I don't, I don't really know if I agree with that. Right. But, and that's exactly what the reviewer was talking about. I think it was over at IGN, if I'm not mistaken. So check out that review. But from what he was talking about, I agree that that seems a little bit. Ridiculous because you already made something difficult, now you're making it even more difficult. Any of the who's I like this one because of the top down nature and the style of the game itself. The artwork and how the catacombs look are just gorgeous. They, they all kind of have that artsy feel to them, so everywhere you go, it just feels very, very uh,
1: atmospheric. Uh, just,
0: Yes, there you go. That's the word. That's the beautiful word right there, Matt. God, glad somebody went to school. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and beyond that, the music is haunting. Everywhere in there, it just puts you in the mood. It makes you feel like you are that lonely, random adventurer just traversing these catacombs for no reason. For no reason, Matt. Why? Why, why would we traverse these catacombs for no reason?
1: <laughs> You've got to find that out as you play the game. I've heard that it, like there's no like story oh, wow. in the game, but there's storytelling in the world and like the universe and
0: Oh nice. Mm. There you go. So as you're traversing, you may find out a couple little things about the environment. And of course it is, you use swords, etc. to battle enemies who are very difficult. And once again, if you die, you are punished and you get the heck out and have to start all the way over. And then of course there are also traps which are very difficult and without the lantern, you can't see them. Right. So that can be an easy way for you to bite the bullet. So it punishes you for not being very careful, not going slowly through the levels, which is basically what any roguelikes like. So there you go, it's a roguelike, man.
1: But then the other thing I've heard is that you can't explore these levels to your heart's content because you got a hunger meter. So you got to be always mm-hmm. finding food. You always got to be cooking food. You always got to be eating food. And if you don't have enough food, you gotta just blitz through until you find something that's got some food. So I, I, I can see I, where some of the criticism. I know you
0: can't. In. Yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, that is what a traditional roguelike is like, where you're gauging the hunger, you're you know, and all the different meters and. Um, and what darkest dungeon it was, your sanity. Right. So you couldn't just diddly-daddle and screw around because people were going insane and dying off or killing your teammates, et cetera, et cetera. Right, but still. But I do understand where you're coming from in that the place looks beautiful. You want to explore it, get all the best items, but you can't because you have to constantly be making sure you're close to the next source of food mm-hmm. to sustain yourself and keep moving through the dungeon. Yes. So if it sounds like... You're interested in a huge challenge and you want to be angry but be rewarded by seeing very gorgeous levels, a very, very cool this experience overall. It might be up your alley, but if you don't want to have to traverse down and down over and over, can die and die and die again, and worry about being hungry, etc., obviously you don't like roguelikes. Stay away from it. Duh. Number three.
1: So speaking of things that are gorgeous, speaking of games where you traverse down further, down into levels, but also tying in that bit of maybe you don't like the super grind and the super hardcore stuff, I'm going to tell you about Book of Demons, developed and published by Thing Trunk. This launched on December 13th for PC. Now this is a papercraft action RPG, kind of in a Diablo style. From what I've heard, they've kind of stripped it down to kind of its core elements, Like some of the unique things about it is you're not like a character that wanders all around. It's kind of almost like a pen and paper RPG style where you're this little papercraft character and you're moving along the track and you're going through the rooms and the enemies spawn in and it's not like you can run around the rooms. You can move back and forth on your track and, you know, position yourself to get away from enemy spells and enemy abilities and launch your own stuff. But it's kind of, it's really hard to describe without seeing it in motion. But it makes total sense once you see it. It's like you're playing a board game. Your character can only go back and forth on this track, and the enemies, they can move a little bit, but they don't do a lot. Like he'll, sp- this guy will spawn in the corner. This guy's over here, and you got to kind of just manage what's, what all's going on. It manage your own movement and your attacks. And one of the interesting things about this is, like, the amount of clicking that you do. Like, everybody knows when you play Diablo, you're clicking all over the place. You're clicking on enemies. You're clicking on your abilities. But what's interesting about this is you can counter enemy abilities by doing certain mouse clicks. Like, from what I've seen, an enemy will pop up and be like, oh, he's casting a fire spell. But you can cancel the fire spell by clicking either the icons above his head in a certain order or hitting some key bindings and then doing certain clicks, and it'll cancel his ability. What I've seen too is when you finish off like a boss, there'll be like four stars, like zooming around the screen, and if you click them all, you know, fast enough, it he'll you know play like a voice line of how he's dying, and then you kind of move on to the next area. So it's kind of as viscerally engaging as like a Diablo, where you see actual physical attacks going in and you know blood spouting mm. or whatever. But it's a it's a unique take on. It's kind of like meshing Diablo with pen and paper style, where you would. You know, move your character, and hey, in this room, the d m puts down these monsters and you deal with it that way. Well, it's really interesting too, because all the abilities are really flashy and really colorful and really gorgeous, so when you watch it, there's like all this chaos going on on screen, but at the same time, your character is either. Not moving a lot if you're like a warrior or you're jumping all over the place if you're a rogue or you're blasting your own magic spells if you're a mage. It's strange because it's stripped down, but it's also blown up and way intense and really crazy and almost hard to follow. And speaking of hard to follow, for me especially, this game also centers all around like a deck building mechanic where you don't get traditional items and spells and you know, equipment and all this stuff, it all comes in the form of cards. And you have this big, huge card inventory, and you can put stuff, you know, in your hot slots, kind of like, you know, you would see in a traditional dungeon crawler or MMO or whatever. But then you manage everything based on cards. So if you run in and you don't have the right kind of equipment, you can pop that in and out real quick Mm -hmm. to to counter, you know, these certain baddies. And it's just really interesting, but in a stripped down but then also way more intense way so like if you like diablo if you like dungeon crawlers i think this will be up your alley if you like deck building games i think this will be up your alley too you got to watch video of it though because i think the game sells itself in video as it's moving in real time it because you got it you got to see it not only is the papercraft style really gorgeous all the abilities are really out there and really well animated it's it I don't know, it's really visually interesting, which makes me interested in it, even though I'm not a dungeon crawler and I'm not a deck-building guy. But if you are one of those two guys, or if you are both of those guys, you're going to love Book of Demons. Go check it out.
0: Number 2 Well, in keeping with the tradition of warriors and battling, let's talk about Ashen. came out December 7th. This game is for Microsoft Windows Xbox One, so PlayStation people, Switch people, you yeah. Sucks to be you, doesn't it? <laughs> but not me because I have a great PC which can play it. Bada bing, bada boom. But you
1: can't afford to buy it, so get
0: out of here. Yes, sad be sad, Eric. Be sadder. sad. face. You did <laughs> it, man. You got me. Developed by A44. Published by Perna Interactive. Oh yeah. I am super interested in this game. Now, the reason why is because long ago in a land far away, I was conned into buying Demon Souls.
1: <laughs> conned, right. conned by
0: your own conscience, Eric. Yeah, that's true, but we're not, not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about Yo, it. Oh, yeah. That's a story for another day. <laughs> another day. So anyways, I came home with this game and I said, well, I have it now. Let's make the best of it. And I played the hell out of Demon Souls. I'm freaking went from not knowing anything about this type of genre, type of game at all, to beating it reluctantly because uh, it was difficult, it was annoying as hell, and I didn't understand it whatsoever. I came to appreciate it. I played a little bit of, I think it was Dark Souls, the original, kind of fell off. It's was like, you know, I just don't have the time to do this type of game. And plus, to be quite honest, the Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, all those lumped into one. Are kinda they're just real well, it's in the name. They're dark. Mm. Everything's dead. The world is lifeless. There's nothing there. Everything you fight's undead, mutated, monster something. There's mm. nothing positive in this world whatsoever. Even the good guys are tr- usually like some kind of demons or dead things or lost souls. It's just it's like it's like when I read HP Lovecraft, you know? Yeah. I like it and I appreciate it, but I just get depressed. And Lost, and I'm like, I don't want to feel that way. I'm old. I'm going to be dead soon. I don't want to feel that way anymore.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you just want to see colors and have fun. Yeah, and There's no colors or fun. I mean, there's colors, but there's no there's colors color, and yeah. fun in those games.
0: No. And that's the difference. We're finally there. Ashen takes a lot of inspiration from the Dark Souls series. It has a lot of the same battle mechanics, a lot of the same recovery mechanics, camps, you know you have your gourd, you get a certain amount of healing potions. you can choose different, you know different types of weapons: hail, birds, swords, the weight, that, all that kind of stuff matters, just like in those games. So you know that game, everyone's talked about that series. This is that. However, it uses cell shading in this game instead of you know, your traditional 3D graphics, mm-hmm. which is a plus because it gives it a lighter feel instantly because that's just what cell shading does to me anyway and secondly the story in this game is that people are alive you are a real person you're trying to find a home you're trying to find a place to be and the god of of light or avatar of light is coming back and you need to go out there and meet this god or light avatar and make sure it gets into the world to bring the sun back to bring light back to the world that you're living in, inhabiting or whatever So you set out to do just that. Obviously, there's monsters. It's the same system going through, hack and slash, find new weapons, go off the beaten path, look for all the really cool rings and upgrades because in this game, all of your upgrades come from the items you're wearing, not from, like, stats or anything. So Hmm. everything you find is going to help you along the way to be better, more powerful, and get you to the end. And ultimately, I love it because, as I said, it's lived in. There are real people that are alive, that are willing to help you. There is a town that you can go to, and it opens up more and more as you like traverse the area and find people to help you, uh, blacksmiths, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So the town kind of expands, and then when you go back to it, it's a beautiful hub, a place worth being, something you're fighting for, something you're doing something for, unlike Dark Souls, Demon Souls, where you're all dead. <laughs> Doesn't you're just,
1: matter. you were just in a decrepit place and there's one guy over there but he's always mean to you. Yes. <laughs> what am I even and here for? You, you got to go out and kill all these things. Why? Cuz you got to do it. Cuz you you're, do you're it. dead too.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't I, don't, I don't understand. Uh-huh. And of course everybody who's played these games big time are probably screaming at us right now, you idiots, there's a story, there's a You don't know the I... lore, you're yeah, out there to bring the fire back or whatever, I don't I'm know. I'm just telling you, I beat Demon Souls and I played some Dark Souls and I didn't really see a point.
1: I rolled around <laughs> naked with a club in Demon's <laughs> Souls. It, I was dirty. That was it. A dragon killed me.
0: <laughs> the end. The dragon murdered you. <laughs> you never made it across that bridge, Matt. You never made it across that bridge.
1: No, I think I made it to the other side. Oh, no, did then you? I, I clubbed the archer to
0: death and I went, Okay, I I think I'm done with this. That was Mm -hmm. way too much work. Yeah, it was a lot of work. So in a nutshell, you like Dark Souls. You're probably going to like this game. Cell-shaded graphics, a little bit lighter than Dark Souls series. Same mechanics, same all that. The story, people are alive. I like that. It's a big bonus. It is one I am interested in looking at. So if you think you like that type of genre of game, you're probably going to like this game. If you don't, then walk away. Just telling you. Number
1: one. Now, see, I like that all our releases have unique visual styles, like cell shading. You got paper craft. You got the little pixel art dudes. Because I'm going to close it out with one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. And I don't have it yet, but I want to have it. And it's Grease. Not Grease like the thing you cook your fries in or like the musical, but Grease like the way French people would pronounce gray. Grease or gris. I heard people gris. saying gris, which is not right. Grease. Greece. Grease. But Greece came out on the thirteenth of December for PC, Mac, and Switch, developed by Nomada Studio and published by Devolver Digital, which I think is kinda weird because I think of them as like big and ridiculous kind of games. And this is this is definitely a big game, but not ridiculous. This is an absolutely gorgeous platformer that it kind of explores the the emotions of a grief-stricken woman. So if you're thinking something like Celeste which had emotional and th- those kind of ties too, I think this is kind of in that same vein, but what really sets with this one apart is the watercolor art style. Like I I pulled up some reviews and some trailers of this and I had heard people talking about how beautiful it was, but I had only seen static shots of it. Watching this game in motion is unbelievably gorgeous and some of the, like the cutscenes were Literally, it's like a watercolor painting come to life. It's ridiculously gorgeous. It hooks your eye like nothing else does. I mean, there's, there's a scene that I've seen of, of the girl. She's just got her eyes closed, but she's kind of moving around a little bit. And the way the colors flow on her, and the way she looks in motion, there's nothing else like it. I, I can't even explain it. you got to go see it. But what this is all about is, I mean, it's a platforming game, but there's no combat. There's no death. It's, it's one of those where you, you're exploring the world, you're exploring what's going on, you're exploring the emotions of this character more than, you know, I'm going to go shoot this bad guy and go run and get this new missile and shoot this other thing. But you do get powers kind of like in a Metroidvania, like every new level kind of brings you a new power to play with. And from what I've heard, you get, like, the first one you get, you're, like, in a big red area and there's this big harsh wind. But you can turn it into a block like a big old square block, and it it makes you heavy enough that you're not blown away by the wind. But then you can also use that block form in a later level when there's cracked floors. So you jump up, turn into the block, break through the floors, gain access to this and that and the other thing. So you get all these new abilities to explore all these gorgeous lands and fight, I'm going to say quote fingers, fight bosses, because there are boss, and I'm going to use quote fingers again, enemies in the game, but they're not, again, there's no combat, there's no death. What you really do is you find out how to use like these boss creatures or animals or people to help you progress in the level in the story, like the one I've seen there's a big giant bird sitting up you know on a little perch and he'll like caught you and like flap his wings and it gives this big old rush of wind so if you time it right, you can jump up when he does that it'll carry you over to this really far platform do it again, it'll carry you further, and now you can progress into a a new area of this land or world or whatever it is you're in. And the other thing that happens is as you're going through the land, it starts out really gray. Oh, man, Greece, gray, you know, you get it. But as you progress further, you unlock new colors that kind of flow into the world and add more detail, add more life, add more color to the world, and obviously will have some kind of symbolic impact on what she's going through, you know, in in her mental state, in her emotional state. I've heard that sometimes, like, because the game is so beautiful and has such a unique look, sometimes it's hard to distinguish what's really a platform, what's in the foreground or background, but this is one of those games where I think the gameplay doesn't matter that much. I mean, you're going to be hopping between platforms and using abilities to do more of that, but I think the, the main point of this game is to spend time in this gorgeous world and explore what the story is. And that's that's what i mean as soon as i see it that's what i want to do i want to get my hands on this game and i want to play it now again it's only right now for pc mac and switch so if you have one of those you are in luck because you should get this game you should play it because i say that all the time on ig2g this game looks like nothing else you will ever play i guarantee it go watch some go watch some trailers go watch some gameplay of it go watch some reviews if you don't fall in love with this art style I don't know what's wrong with you. You're a Philistine, and I don't want to talk to you.
0: And the reason it's so beautiful is I believe I remember hearing the artist they hired to do this entire game, he did all the art for it. He or she, I can't remember. I think it was a he. But anyways, their only goal was to make every shot a piece of art. Mm -hmm. So everywhere you are and everything you're doing, you could basically turn it into a piece of art, put it on a wall. Mm -hmm. That was the goal.
1: And as far as I can see, as far as I can tell, they totally succeeded. Even though, even the way she walks—I mean, in the cutscene, she's all super watercolored, but she kind of stands out from the background a little bit. But even the way she's animated, the way she moves, it flows in a way that you won't see in any other kind of game. So it's every every single piece of this game is art. And if if you don't love art, then you shouldn't play it. But if you love art in any kind of way, you need to play this game because it's it's gorgeous. I don't I don't know what else to say but that. Just go get it, go, go get, get it, it, go play it, go watch right. it.
0: Imposters topic of the day. So today's topic, everybody, is a real easy one. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. I wanted to go ahead and just kind of get it out there myself, and that is, what are some of the games coming out this year that you are most looking forward to? Ooh. And this includes theoretically coming out this year games as well. So it doesn't have to be solid April 17th, May 17th, but it at least has to be something that in theory should be coming out this year. I figured we'd just toss it back and forth a little bit, have a little fun, and call it a day. Sounds good. I'll start it off. Number one, easiest peasiest, is Anthem. Anthem's right around the corner. I think it's February 22nd. They've got the beta February 1st. I am super stoked about this game because it's from BioWare. BioWare makes good games. That's what BioWare does. <laughs>
1: I was just going to say, does anybody make bad games? But yes, they. a lot yes, of people make bad people. games. They don't try to. They don't, they don't to try make bad to. Games, yes, that's but it exactly happens. it.
0: <laughs> now, the reason why this excites me is, first off, I'm a game as a service sucker anyway. True. Second, though, the biggest one is that they promised a BioWare story to go along with this game. So we're not just gonna get a, a Destiny clone, you know, walking around, da da da, doing all this. We're no, we're supposed to get a Mass Effect type story, as well as, of course, have this open environment that we live in and have fun in. And the idea of having the third person instead of first person also gets me all sorts of excited because I much prefer third person over first person. Always have, always will. Because what the hell is the point of having awesome gear and doing crazy cool th- schnips? If you can't see your character, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Hey, you're wearing the archaic shoulder pads of God. But you'll never see them unless you just go into your inventory and look at your character model. Because it's first person. No, I love the fact when you're just looking over the shoulder and you're like, God, I'm sexy looking. Man, I'm awesome. And you're flying around. It's got traversal up, traversal down, all over the place. They've got very unique classes. Ah. Uh, it's looking gorgeous. Check out some gameplay, everybody. Take a peek for yourselves. But I'm telling you, at least the gameplay part is shaping up to be awesome. The story, I can't speak to because they really haven't shown anything except for one mission, and you can't judge any kind of story off of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, for me, this was a, a way harder topic to even think of games because when Eric went, hey, let's talk about the games we're looking forward to, I went, I can only think of one. So that one that I could think of, there's more to come a little bit later, but the only one that I'm really passionate about, that I want, that as soon as it is announced an actual physical launch date, I will pre-order it, I will get the any kind of collector's edition there is it's Catherine full body we've talked about it before on every single third shift on every single IG2G Catherine is one of the greatest games I've ever played so more of Catherine with a new character with new story bits with I, you know there's going to be all kinds of new surprises I'm so excited about it that I had to go total blackout on it whenever I see news about it I, I go no I don't want to see it when it's like hey new trailer I go nope I got experience it all afresh for myself so Catherine Full Body is one hundred percent the, it's it's the one and only game I'm super passionate about that I'm looking forward to this coming up year, and hopefully it gets here this coming up year. It's got to be. It, it got twelve months, man. Come on.
0: And I'm just telling you, you're a monster because, there's so many games to be passionate about, but that game is definitely one of them to be passionate about because Catherine mm-hmm, yeah. is, God bless. It's just three menufica. <laughs> oh, uh, so yes, that was one of mine as well. But since you covered it. Let's get on to the Division 2. Because the Division 2 is my Mac Daddy. I play Division 1 to this day. I still enjoy that game. I love its mechanics. I love getting undercover, picking up your different skill sets, getting somebody who's staying back and sniping, someone who's moving forward, busting out the shield. I love that kind of cooperative gameplay with friends and strangers. Usually with strangers, it doesn't go as well. But, you know, eh, that's how Games as a Service works. I love the idea of this game, too, because it's, it's realistic. You know, A plague comes out, government makes some kind of crap, it gets loose, snips goes down, bad people start to take advantage, lots of people die. It's cool. You're like, oh, man, you're this secret agent guy or gal who's got to get things back. It makes sense. It's something that could really happen. It's using real locations. It's going to D.C. this time. It was in New York in Division One. It looks gorgeous, and the details they've put into the Division two versus what there was in one, and one was good-looking, don't get me wrong, but the grass moves with your feet, you know, trash just gets caught on your body and then flips off and stuff. It, it's those small details that really kind of like – you know you want trash all over your body. I can't yet. wait to you have, have <laughs> trash
1: on my body. I can't wait until like a Burger King bag blows up and right <laughs> on your head, and then we have, that, and then that becomes your cover photo because mm-hmm. mine can't change. That'll no, be yours. Never
0: change. <laughs> and it has so many good memories. So I'm taking a lot of great memories from one, just like you just mentioned. Your cover mm-hmm. photo is one great memory of mine. Yep. I want to make those memories again in Division Two. You know, doing jumping jacks in the dark zone because you got too close to an enemy player and hoping they don't kill you with your legendary Uh gun you got on your in your inventory. And then they do, and then you're sad and you hate everybody. That kind of thing. But at least you didn't
1: break the goddamn rules. That's
0: right. You never break the rules. That's just the way it is. Fantastic. Looking forward to it.
1: So speaking of things that could be fantastic that I am actually looking forward to, here's a game that totally slipped under my radar, which is ironic considering what it's about. It's ace combat seven skies unknown. Now, if anybody knows me, you know that Ace Combat Five: The Unsung War was one of my absolute favorite games of all time. Still is. All the characters and the whole storyline of that game were outstanding. I I loved every second of it. Like I can still to this day watch like the announcement trailer of it, and it sends chills up my spine. As soon as I hear the opening, you know, chords of the music that goes underneath that, I get visions in my head of just. Because it's, it's Puddle of Mud's Blurry, I think, is the the theme they used for it. Every time I hear that song, I picture blasting through the, the crystal blue skies, gunning down people and shooting off missiles and having the greatest time I've ever had with any kind of flight combat game. Now, Ace Combat Zero kind of wasn't as good. Ace Combat Six, I bought but didn't enjoy So I want Ace Combat 7 to be the Ace Combat 5 of this generation. Now, I don't know much about it. Like I said, it totally flew under my radar like a stealth fighter plane. (laughs) But it's coming out like in two weeks. It comes out like on the 18th. So it's right around the corner, and I really am hoping to hear good stuff about it so I can get it and have another Ace Combat ridiculous fun time because... There's nothing better than unlocking different planes, flying different planes. Oh man, here I know I need to like fly under the radar for this, but go really fast because if I don't make it there in time, oh, I'm gonna pick the super super speedy Mig with like no weapons and like no no armor on it, and I'm just gonna Phew, I'm gonna blow it away. And like the cutscene's still going on, the radio's chattering, and I'm like, I'm here, I'm blowing up the dudes. You don't even have to worry about it. Oh my god, because I picked the right plane. I lo- See, look, look at this. I'm excited. I'm excited for Ace Combat 7. I want it to be as good as Ace Combat 5 was. I'm hoping it is. Come on, Ace Combat. Come on. Come on back. Come See, on back to daddy.
0: This is what I'll be for you, man. I'll be the shovel. I'll feed you. I'll force feed you these video games.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> make
0: you get excited, man. Get excited about these damn games. Listen, <laughs> look. Hey, look. <laughs> mm-hmm. So speaking of soon, here's another one for you. Resident Evil 2 The Remake. Oi, this is one that just goes all over the place for me. Because I feel since it's a remake, it's hard for me to like go, hey, all right, must buy this year. Done, handled. Because mm-hmm. I've played the game in its entirety several times and beaten it. But it is one of my favorite Resident Evils of all time. It's the very first PlayStation game I played next to Final Fantasy VII. So it has a lot of spots that are near and dear to my heart. But most importantly, it was just a beautifully done well-crafted video game. did what it was supposed to. It stuck with the survival horror genre. There were lots of cool scares, lots of gripping, tense moments. I love that title. So I want to play this one. I just have to get it through my skull that this is worth getting and spending one of my two games of the year on. Uh (laughs) Uh, It's toughy. But I'm looking forward to it nonetheless, and I'm as excited for that as I am for Anthem or Division 2.
1: So another one that's totally flying under my radar, but I do see crop up every now and then is Wargroove because I follow Chucklefish Games because they do a lot of those really cool pixel art type games. They're a really small publisher that works with these really small developers and they they bring really interesting things out. And this keeps popping up. Like every now and then they'll be like, oh, hey, we released another track from the soundtrack of Wargroove. And what is Wargroove? It's a throwback to that Advance Wars or Fire Emblem style where it's the 2D, you know, moving your Mm -hmm. units on the map, doing all that stuff. I loved Advance Wars. I mean, they had some issues that I didn't like about them, but I played through... I mean, that takes me back to my college days, playing that on my little GBA, sitting waiting for calculus to start or whatever. I loved the Advance Wars games, Fire Emblem especially, which is in a similar vein, but not exactly the same. Is my abs one of my absolute favorite series? So, anything with that kind of 2D strategy type game style is going to be up my wheelhouse. That's what Wargroove is. I'm hoping someday it comes to PS4 because I think right now it's like Switch, Xbox, and PC only for you know, f- for the time being. But I can't wait to get back into some 2D strategy game and especially in that advanced war style where you got different commanders with different abilities. One of the commanders is a freaking dog. I want to be a dog, sending my units into battle, eating people up, blowing them up with tanks, dropping bombs, doing what I always do and, like, farming, like, all the money and then just buying, like, a crap ton of units and just sending the death wave over to the enemy commander's side. I can't wait to do that in War Groove. I'm very excited for that. I want that.
0: Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. I like that title, but, you know, uh, I'll pass on that one. Maybe I'll just borrow it off you, but that'll never happen because you'll never let me borrow it. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Control is a title that I am really championing. I've been telling people about it. It's kind of just right now not under the radar because I've heard a few people talk about it, but it's not real big up on there, and it needs to be. It's from Remedy, the guys who made Alan Wake, one of the funnest survival horror-slash-type games. It's not even really... I don't know. I don't class- for me it wasn't really a survival horror game. I see not, where they kind of really. wanted it to be sort of in that spirit, but for me it wasn't about that at all. It was more it was like just
1: It's like a mystical noir kind yeah, of thriller.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So this looks like it's in the same vein. You're you're this agent, she takes over this bureau, you know, bureau of control basically, and it's all the crazy ghosts and aliens and strange stuff and you're going to this building and it's all gone haywire and you got to fix it. And you go in there with this crazy cool gun and you start exploring, finding people that are still alive, trying to figure out what happened to the previous boss man and whether he's still kicking or not, which spoiler alert <laughs>
1: Oh, don't spoil it for me. Oh, shut well, up, well. Eric. Yeah, shut up, Eric.
0: <laughs> and any who's, you encounter tons of macrabay weird crap along the way, and you get to do all sorts of cool stuff, shoot and kill an animal's beast. What? You don't like macrabay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't freaking like macrabay. This isn't a,
1: a macrabay thing you put over the back of your chair. No, it's macabre,
0: it's macabre. Uh, no, man, whatever. English. You gotta sit
1: there in your smoking jacket with like a like a Ma- thing of brandy okay, in there. there we oh, welcome to my macabre. Ma- macabre. You gotta be like that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that horror host. You gotta be like, you there
0: know, you oh, yeah, okay. with my, my top hat and the black cape and, you know, exactly. really, the weird kooky eye. All right, I gotcha, I mm-hmm. yeah. gotcha. You know what I'm talking about. This game needs to be on your radar. If you like, first off, the survival horror genre, if you like the third person traversing through a huge area, finding strange, unknown things, getting new guns, new abilities as you go, becoming stronger, more powerful, big bosses, crazy story. This is going to be right up your alley. They did a freaking amazing job with Alan Wake, and I know they're going to pull it off with this one because they've been working on it forever, and I've been waiting patiently for it.
1: Mm. Now, speaking of studios that have done... Awesome things in the past and have been working on a thing forever and that I hope turns out really awesome. Skull and Bones. I feel like I've been talking about this for like two full E3s, like almost two full years. But what ticks me off about it is it'll pop up for an award show and go, Hey, I'm Skull and Bones. And I go, oh, Yeah, I'm excited for you. Heck yeah. How about more details? And they go, eh, sometime. And then they go away again. Like, I haven't heard about Skull and Bones since E3 when we did our E3 wrap-up show, and I went, oh, my my God, the Skull and Bones was so good, and I want to play it right now. Where is it? Where are you, Skull and Bones? You better come out this year because I'm excited to sail the freaking high seas and just just be a pirate, singing pirate shanties with my men, and then also, like, wrecking shop and stealing stuff and blowing people up and ramming people with my ship. I I loved all Join me and see a thing. No, I want it to look good. I want it to... No, I'm not going to bail your ship. I don't care how... Badly, the Discord has frozen. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get on Skull and Bones and have myself a grand old time. And if you want to come with me and be in my pirate crew, we can sail with two ships together. And I'm not. You can't be on my ship, but we can sail in a fleet. You, me, and Danny, a fleet of 3 We'll be wrecking shop. It'll be great. Skull and Bones, baby. I can't <laughs> wait to
0: play it. You're terrible. You're a terrible human being. So since we're running out of time, I'm going to do a couple of... I'm going to do a couple wrap-ups. And here's my quick wrap-ups. Outer Worlds. Rage 2. Doom Eternal. Those are the rest of mine. And I am looking forward to those. I hope that they are great. I hope that they all come out this year. There are many more. I'm extremely sad because there's no way I can play all these games. And they all deserve to be played. But, hey, what do you do? It's a great time to be alive. Right? Yes.
1: All right, a couple honorable mentions for me. One is No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Again, or Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. I love the first No More Heroes, even though I didn't finish it. Never got to play the second one. I've talked about this before on Third Shift or IG2G. No More Heroes is awesome. I can't wait to see more from that. And then my second honorable mention is Judgment, the new game by the Yakuza team. I don't know if it's going to come to the West here in 2019, but I hope it does, because anything they do is amazing. Those guys are the best. I want more from the Yakuza team. Whatever it is, all the things, remasters, re-releases, give it it all to me. I'll have
0: it all. Indeed. And I didn't mention Kingdom Hearts 3, but I should mention that one, but I'm split because it's a tough one for me. It's been so long that I can't be excited Mm. about it anymore, but I've played them all, so I should probably finish it. (laughs) And there you go. That's, all of, That's oh. all of them. We did it, everybody. We appreciate everybody tuning in, checking us out, paying attention. You guys are all the best. We love all of you.
1: Yes, you are. And we love you so much. We'd love to hear from you. What are your most anticipated games of 2019? Let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme. And find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
0: You can indeed find us there. You can also find us over at Patreon. If you like what we do, like what we're doing, please consider heading over there. Give us a buck, five bucks, thousand bucks, ten thousand dollars, maybe even that freaking fabled $1 million where we will open up a food line, have, well, have babies in jars. You don't even know You know how tough that's going to be, but we can make it happen. So we throw us a million happen. bucks. Yes, yeah, so we can make it happen. But anywho, if you can't do any of those things, we do understand as well because money is tight, money is tough. Hey, you can interact with us by giving us five-star ratings, thumbs up on all the different places, mailbag questions, critiques, all sorts of any other interaction... I don't even care. Any interactions find me. Matt says no critiques. We don't even need it. We don't need it. Ah! (laughs) Don't say that because then they'll do it on purpose just to be mean trolls.
1: We've done like 120-some episodes of Third Shift and 44 of this, if if we weren't amazing, we wouldn't have made it this far. Oh, so We don't deserve critiques. Oh, you deserve gracious. critiques because you guys didn't send us mailbag questions or have us open a food line. But what we will still do <laughs> is drop this podcast every two weeks on Tuesday and we'll be back in your ear holes on the 22nd of January, right before I leave and go to Phoenix for a week and a half. Oh man, it's going to be so good. And you can find that episode on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're Doing, if you'd like to help us out? Please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, and got a good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. Yeah, we really do
0: appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. Those five-star reviews are so important to us. We would really hope that you'd consider heading over there and clicking a little button and maybe typing a little thing and giving us a beautiful review for our beautiful faces. We
1: appreciate I really it. like it when we go NPR Radio. Thank That's you. Just, these are my favorite closings. When we I do know this.
0: you do love it. And with that, Matt, I'd just like to say one last thing for all the boys and girls and other things out there. Don't Don't forget forget to save. save.